Constitution works. Welcome to the revolution. Live action. (laughs) Sir, we have restored radio context. Showtime. It is over. Are you guys ready for this? Well, we warned you. (laughs) You like it? We are guaranteed free speech, but no one is guaranteed the right not to be offended by anything. It's what this country desperately needs at this time. Jeez, oh, Pete. I don't know what you're talking about. You can't handle the truth. You can't stop the revolution. Smell it. Sense its presence. We interrupt this program. How's this for a funny noise? Who are these people? gentlemen this is the revolution with jim and trav presented by outdoor channel america's wild game an unforeseeable future i don't want to wait for wild game to recover <laughs> brings back the old dawson's creek days <laughs> james vanderbeek <laughs> All right, so America's Wild Game, an unforeseeable future on today's show. We are talking about the plight of wildlife on today's show. Yeah, and how they're uh, hopefully recovering. The ups, the downs, the ins, the outs, everything. Obviously, Mrs. Bunny. hey Into his house. Uh, you know, pretty cool. We're actually going to be joined by Jared Wickland. He's the public relations specialist for Pheasants Forever and Quell Forever. Uh, great guy right there. Also, Kip Adams. He's a wildlife biologist and QDMA's director of education and outreach. Plus, we're going to have bad boy. Matt Hughes, Jimbo actually beat him in a thumb wrestling I match. Did. I kept going, uh, we want you, we want you. Uh, <laughs> make sure you watch Uncaged with Matt Hughes. That is Saturdays, 9 a.m. Eastern Time and Sundays, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. Speaking of Sportsman Channel, oh, Verizon Fios, idiots over there. They actually dropped Sportsman Channel but from they, their lineup. But they kept El Jazeera. Yeah, get that. They said <laughs> it's too expensive to have on Sportsman Channel and it's not that popular, but they kept Al Jazeera. Other programming like Al Jazeera, yeah. And then in in lieu of, um, they said that they recommend other channels to their um, subscribers, like yeah. History Channel or Nat Geo, which everybody knows that those aren't even comparable to the Outdoor Channel, which is also on Verizon, but they didn't even recommend that. So, Isn't yeah. Al Jazeera, isn't that the goat and sheep hunting uh, capital of the world? Maybe yeah. so. <laughs> All right, so here's what we want you guys to do. Hop on Twitter and tweet at Verizon Fios using the hashtag Keep Sportsman Channel, or uh, go to KeepSportsmanChannel.com. Voice your opinion. I think there's also a number you could call 1-800-710-1922 tell them they're absolute idiots I hate and they you. need to put a sportsman channel back on verizon files you know people are always you know constantly trying to stop us as hunters from enjoying our sport whether we're it. armchair adventurers or we're actually out there sportsman channel has outstanding ratings very popular network and this is just an anti-hunting campaign that is all this is. Yeah, and I, I'm learning all the Arabic I can. All right, so one more time, <laughs> use the tweet at Verizon Fios with the hashtag KeepSportsman. Also go to KeepSportsman.com, uh, voice your opinions there, and call 1-800-710-1922. Just hit my elbow kind of hard, really hurts. <laughs> but this hurts my heart. I hate Verizon, and i that's they're my cell phone provider. We love them if they put it back on. I don't know about Fios, though. <laughs> all right, so let's get into some programming lineup. 
Outdoor Channel's fall programming lineup. Hey, the great time of year, not only to be outside, but if you are, are an armchair adventurer, uh, kicking off September 28th, um, Outdoor Channel has a few new shows. Well, not a few, 90 new shows, actually. Wow. But um, some notable ones here, Apex Predator, Thursdays at 1030 with Remy Warren. Yeah, he, love uh, Remy. Yeah. He uh, goes in, he's becoming one with nature. He's looking at predatory animals and giving and hunting based on their um, habits and behaviors. Uh, Blue Water Savages, Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern, after the motion picture Jaws kind of instilled a fear of sharks and humans, uh, this uh, show is looking to peel back the fascinating facts about sharks. So Blue Water Savages at 11 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel on Thursdays. Uh, then Fight to Survive Saturdays at 2 p.m. Great show with host Craig, Craig DiMartino. DiMartino. Yeah. I mean, talk about this dude is a bad dude. I mean, he survived an epic fall and lived to tell about it. And so it's stories like these that you will see on Fight to Survive Saturdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. You know the real truth? He didn't fall from a cliff. Matt Hughes ripped his leg off. <laughs> I'm serious. I was there. It was bad, man. All right, so, uh, Mr. Bunny, what are you going to talk about this week, your first segment? Uh, nuisance species in Arizona. The Big Bad Burrow. Oh, no, those guys are bad. All right, the Bad Burrow and Mrs. Bunny, they're brought to you by Nissan. The Big Game Report with Fun Bun is brought to you by Nissan. Fun Bun! I have never, well, I have been called Fun Bun, but I have never in the history of this program talked about nuisance species being burrows. We've talked well, about hogs. We've talked about nutria. We've talked about all sorts of things. Hydrilla. Yes, hydrilla. <laughs> we have never talked burrows. I got to so, do it. Hold on. Burrow, burrow, burrow. Burrow. That's right. <laughs> all right. So, so what are the burrows doing to uh, in Arizona, habitat? An unchecked population of them are damaging the habitat at an alarming and rapidly expanding population. And uh, they are kind of out of control. And it's costing uh, state and federal taxpayers, according to the Arizona Game and Fish Commission. So Mm -hmm. the impact to other species um, is also being uh, looked at uh, because of this overabundance of them. They're having a significant issue that's having a direct impact on the community and the state and others around that has to be solved. Because of lack of proper management, the population of burrows is now expanding at an alarming rate. Let's just talk about elk, for Uh instance. Uh, let, let's say in one area where they're overpopulated, they might issue more tags. Yeah. Let's dwindle them down a bit. Or where they need help, let's introduce some. Let's do or some. let's trap them. Let's trap them. Let's move <laughs> them. Let's do whatever we have to do. Habitat, conservation products. How do you manage burrows? Well, do you go out and shoot a them? rodeo. The, the, I, mean, yeah. I mean, what do we do? Call the, the PRCA? The problem is that <laughs> state agencies, such as the Game and Fish, um, are federally prohibited from managing the populations because the BLM, the Bureau of Land Management, is required by the 1971 Wild Free Roaming Horse and Burrow Act. Oh, I sat in on that one. To maintain appropriate number of burrows. But the local and regional burrow management efforts have been hampered by a lack of funding and support from Congress and senior federal leaders. Let's be honest. There's a lot of things going on in the country, and I just don't think that borough management is a real top priority. However, be, for the people that are down there in Arizona where this is affecting them, it is a big deal, and it, it should require some of their attention. Just for an example, um, in the Black Mountains between Kingman and Bullhead City, uh, the Bureau of Land Management Resource um, Plan calls for a maximum population of 478 boroughs. Right now, there are 17 to 1,800 of them, oh! almost, almost four times the allowable limit, and a lot of part of the state 
states have populations that are more than nine times the appropriate management levels established by Congress. And so there's an overabundance of these non-native feral species that now outnumber the native iconic bighorn sheep in the Black Mountains. Soon they're going to outnumber people in America. You know, it's funny. It is strange. This morning in the break room, I actually heard Jimbo singing, um, too sexy for my burrow. <laughs> <laughs> so he took his burrow to Arizona and just released it. Released it, you know. I, I was thinking while you were, if they could actually paint them black and white, they actually zebra. look like zebras. zebras. <laughs> yeah. You know, burrow hunting. All right, so America's Wild Game, is that, was that it? It's funny. That's you're com- it. You're coming back later, right? I'll come back. All right, so America's Wild Game, an unforeseeable future on today's show. Uh, coming up after break, we're going to be joined by Jared Wickland. Yeah, he's with uh, Business Forever and Quail Forever. Yeah, he is. What's he do? He's a public relations specialist. He has relations with the public. He has that sound in here. <laughs> All righty. So uh, Jimbo shouldn't have relations with the public. All right. So uh, where do we go to from here? Big shout out to Outdoor Channel. Outdoorchannel.com forward slash revolution. Also Nissan. NissanUSA.com. Remington. Remington.com. High Mount Seasonings. H-I-M-T-N. Jerky.com. Cabela's. World's foremost outfitter at Cabela's.com. All right. So uh, here is a word from Mark. Don't go anywhere as we talk more. More about America's wild game and unforeseeable future. Right after the break with old Jared Wickland, Mrs. Bunny, you're too sexy for your burrow. Let's get to a break. Krause. In a long-awaited decision, the federal government announced this week that the greater sage-grouse does not warrant listing as an endangered or threatened species. Instead, a series of federal and state conservation plans are being introduced to stop the decline and bolster its populations for the future. Today, scientists estimate there are between 200,000 and 500,000 grouse still alive, spread across 11 western states and two Canadian provinces. The grouse population has declined 30% since 1985 and has lost more than half of its historic range. JimandTrav.com. It's 100% hunting 24-7. My son has a favorite saying, Dad, don't worry about it. Things will work out. When death is close. I started to wonder if he had died that night. Will you respond? You can't make the situation any better, but you can sure make it worse. When is that point when they're looking for a body? All that was in my mind was save my brother. I gotta save my brother. I just refused to die. Fight to survive. All new season. Saturdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Only on Outdoor Channel. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. No time to cook a full meal while hunting? Dine on High Mountain Seasonings Green Chili Casserole, Campfire Chili Macaroni, or Cajun Beans and Rice. Call 1-800-829-2285 today. If you're thinking about buying a new gun, remember to pick up Remington Gun Care Supplies. Protect your investment with the same products the country's top armorers have trusted for over 100 years. After all, when you need it is the worst time to realize your gun doesn't work. Congratulations, you have found the revolution with Jim and Trav. If we could, we would give you a cookie, but then everybody would be like, I want a cookie too. And then where would it end, you know? This is the revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel. 
Hey, we're back. And if you're just joining us, you missed old Miss Bunny. Uh, she had a, a really kind of a funny thing to talk about with a burrow. She's got a burrow on her shoulder. Tattoo? That of a chip. <laughs> uh, so America's Wild Game, an unforeseeable future. Kind of sounds a little doomsday-ish. I don't know. All right, so yes, Miss Bunny was before the break. We're just out being joined, though. By Jared Wicklin. Of course, he is the uh, public relations specialist for Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever. Yeah, he has relations with the public. Uh, and, he is, and Quail. He is uh, right there in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. You know, uh, let's get right into this, guys. You know, I think ever since the United States was founded, uh, Kansas and Oklahoma has been in a drought. Yeah. Um, in, in this past winter, Ohio was hit really hard with snow. This year, they've had a ton of rain. But a lot of the big producing states, uh, Jared, uh, take, for instance, of course, South Dakota, North Dakota, Montana, Oregon, even, even Michigan. They've had a pretty light winter. This has been good for the birds, uh, hasn't it, man? It was, you know, across most of the range. Uh, when you get further east towards Ohio, they did get uh, some big dumps of snow, and they got yeah. huge rainfall amounts, which doesn't help anybody. No. Um, but you know, when you when you focus on the big pheasant states, so let's take South Dakota for example. Um, they've got a lot of cover. They've got a lot of public ground. Um, it's very uh, landowners are very involved with putting land into public access for hunters. So there's a lot of areas to hunt. Uh, so you can see a, you can see a big turnaround. It, it wasn't that long ago. Uh, you know, 2011, 2012, um, you know, the past few years here uh, where we saw a pretty catastrophic drop in pheasant numbers. I mean, they almost shot below uh, a million birds for the first time in the last 20 years. Uh, fortunately, with good weather, we turned that around. So uh, we'll start with South Dakota. They had a 42% increase uh, in the roadside survey, uh, which is great. Um, I think they were in the 70% last year, so that's a pretty big comeback in the last two years. North Dakota, oh, let's jump up to North Dakota. They saw a 30% increase in roadside counts this year. Wow. Um, the Southwest is looking to be, uh, Southwest is looking to be the best area to go, uh, if you want to chase roosters this year. You can also get into, uh, a lot of different other species up there as well. Sharp-tailed grouse, uh, Hungarian partridge, um, are also fair game, uh, in North Dakota. And they've, they're currently sitting at 1.5 million acres of CRP. Um, you know, you, you look at some of those big states, uh, North Dakota at 1.5, you take Kansas. Um, Kansas is still sitting at 2.1 million acres. Their ability to bounce back after bad years, especially you talked about Kansas earlier with drought, their yeah. ability to bounce back uh, with their pheasant and quail populations is phenomenal uh, given good weather uh, in a given year. So, yeah, you know, I got, um, I, I got a question about this roadside count. How is yep. it done? Who does it? And and what do they determine? I mean, is it one, two, three, four, five, and that's how you do it? Uh, so roadside counts are done uh, by a lot of state agencies, uh, Minnesota, uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, uh, a couple other states. So uh, it's basically it's a indicator of relative abundance of pheasants. So a lot of these states have been doing them for 50-plus years, uh, and they go out in August of every year. Um, so... When you get a brood of pheasants, uh, the hens like to get them out of the wet grass, especially in August. So the best days to go and count birds, what, that's what they do is they do a count on, uh, you know, 30, 50, or 100, 100 mile routes. Um, they'll count the number of birds they see. Uh, the hens like to get, uh, the chicks out of the wet grass, uh, cause, uh, they just don't like their feathers getting wet and they like to dry off. So those days where it's 50 degree or so in the morning, uh, no wind or very light wind and clear outside. Uh, they run the roadsides and they count pheasants and they compare those to previous year's data uh, to get basically a relative abundance of birds on the landscape. All right. Uh, t- two questions before we end this uh, interview. First of all, 
if you had the chance to be able to hunt anywhere uh, and and being the very best place you could go, where would you put your dog out? Uh, I would bring my dog to South Dakota, uh-huh. uh, and I would focus on the area between Chamberlain and Pier. Oh, oh okay. Now, yep. you, you alluded to uh, the quail hunting. The quail uh, report. Yeah. Tell us about quail. It seems like that here in the, in the uh, Midwest where we're at, not too many quail because they like more cover than what we have out here in the prairie region, uh, unlike the pheasants, which can hide in a blade of grass. Uh, where are the, some of the better places to go to hunt quail? And when is your uh, quail report coming out? Uh, quail report's going to probably be out this week. Oh. Uh, you can find it at quailforever.org or go to our uh, Facebook page. at uh, Just look up Quail Forever on Facebook. But favorable winter weather and spring rains have produced very strong crops of birds in many states, especially Texas, Florida, Georgia. Iowa is looking at uh, their best quail season in 21 years. Kansas, Nebraska, uh, Oklahoma, Colorado. I mean, I'm talking across the board. Mm. Uh, we are seeing great things for upland game birds and especially for quail. So we look at Kansas. They had a 40, 48% increase in quail abundance this year. The Flint Hills region and South Central Prairies are going to be the best. Uh, you look at Nebraska, quail increased 84% uh, on top of last year. Um, that's putting quail higher than most 10 year averages across the state and the Southeast and North Central regions are going to be good. And, uh, Oklahoma, uh, and Texas, you know, talking with some of the, the upland game biologists down that way, um, you saw increases of over 100% again this year. And a lot of those different regions, you know, western uh, western Oklahoma is going to be on fire for quail this year. And uh, there's going to be some good hunting to be had in, in Kansas and Nebraska as well. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Jared Wicklin. Of course, he is the public relations specialist for Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever out of St. Paul, Minnesota. That's right. And if you want to hang out in his basement with him, yeah. possibly go <laughs> pheasant hunting, quail hunting, he's up for anything. He's yeah. game. All right, one Give more time. Give us a call. <laughs> Give us a call. One more time. Hey, what is that number we can call? Uh, you can call 651-209-4953. Uh, if you've got uh, questions about the Upland Game Bird season, uh, or just questions in general about Pheasants Forever and Quill Forever, give us a call here at the office, 651-209-4953. And uh, we'd love to love to set you up for the Upland Game season and fast approaches. All right, one more time. That is Mr. Jared Wickland. He is a public relations specialist uh, for Pheasants Forever and Quell Forever. Big shout-out to Pheasants Forever. Also, Quell Forever, Outdoor Channel, Nissan, and Remington. Got to get to a break. Here is Mr. P, Mr. Jared, man. Thank you so much, buddy. We appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the time, and uh, thanks for your efforts for, for Upland Game Bird. You bet. Hey, coming up next is Skip Adams. He is with the uh, wildlife. He plus, he, what is he? Yeah, he's with QDMA. <laughs> he's with the wildlife. He lives in he's the He's a wildlife biologist. He knows a lot about birds. He is a QDMA's director of education and outreach. Kip Adams, he is coming up next. Let's get to a break. Jimintrav.com. Log in. Stay connected by connecting to us. Check out the vault with show archives, Jim's blog, Trav's take. It's this website that's got like everything. Expert advice, buyer bust, and cooking with Mrs. Bunny under the happenings tab. Enter to win awesome prizes from High Mountain Seasonings and a signed copy of Tim McWalsh's book, How to Survive Anything. Plus a lot of other cool crap I just don't have time to tell you about. Connect with the boys via email or Facebook. Listen anytime. In the truck, at work, in a blind, or at home. If it's hunter-related or newsworthy, check up with it here. JimandTrav.com In the wild, every animal has adapted to survive. 
As humans, we have learned from those adaptations to become better hunters. We're the planet's top predator, but we didn't get here alone. I'm Remy Warren. I plan to immerse myself in nature and hunt like an animal. The way of the hunter is a humbling path. I'm in awe of these creatures and those who came before me. Apex Predator, Thursdays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. If you're like us, you love the outdoors. It's that special place where you can forget the day-to-day and just unwind. It's your sanctuary, your heaven on earth. We're in the same boat, which is why we built just the vehicle to take you there, the 2015 Nissan Titan. It's our biggest, baddest, most capable pickup truck that sports a beefy 317 horsepower from a massive V8 engine, complete with a one-ton payload and up to a hardcore 9,500 pounds of towing capability, giving you more than enough power to get your boat out of the driveway and into the lake. See you out on the water. Nissan, innovation that excites. Available features. See Nissan Towing Guide and Owner's Manual for proper use. Cargo and load capacity limited by weight and distribution. Always secure all cargo. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Brought to you by Nissan. This week, it's all about America's wild game and unforeseeable future. Now, let's get back to the boys. Hey, we're back. And you know, before the break, we heard from old Jared... Wickland. Yeah, yeah, yes. this guy who's with Fez's brother, he knows a lot of stuff, Trav. He is, like you said, he has relations with the public. <laughs> he is their public relations specialist there at Fez's Forever and Quell Forever. We are talking about America's Wild Game and Unforeseeable Future on today's show. Just now being joined by Mr. Kip Adams. He's a wildlife biologist and QDMA's Director of Education and Outreach. Mr. Kip, how's it going, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing today? Yeah, Good. Is Samuel your brother? Sam Adams? Yeah. <laughs> That's my uncle. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. All right, so um, now got a question for you. Obviously, you guys there at QDMA, you have your finger to the pulse of anything white tail. Um, we were talking with Stan Potts, I don't know, a couple, three, four weeks ago, something like that. And he said that chronic wasting disease was basically a bunch of glorified hype. Well, that actually, it- is the clinical term was bunk. Yeah, it's been <laughs> around forever. It's not as big as deal, as big of a deal as people make it out to be. Which I thought was a very interesting take on that situation. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? I, I, with respect to, to Stan, I completely disagree with him. Really, Uh-oh. you can ask anybody who lives and hunts in a. CWD zone where prevalence rate is pretty high, and uh, they would adamantly disagree uh, with, with that statement. So yeah. uh, that, it's a huge deal, and uh, and it's it's not looking like it's going to get any better uh, in the foreseeable future. So uh, I think we still have a lot to learn about it, but uh, it's it's a bad deal for for deer and for hunters for sure. Yeah. Now they say that uh, this normally shows up in a very very dry year, and these uh, these flies, mites, whatever it is. Uh, uh, do what they do, and next thing you know, you got a problem. Now we've had a fairly wet year, haven't we? Pretty much throughout the country. Well, there's in places there's been a lot of water, but uh, a bunch of places have been dry as well. And uh, just just to be clear, the whole thing with the dryness and the flies that's a hemorrhagic disease. So it's ah. different from chronic wasting disease, but uh, 
Um, yeah, hemorrhagic disease uh, is it's a very common disease in deer. Uh, it's, it occurs somewhere in the whitetails range every year. Uh, just some years tend to be worse than others, and the real dry years is when you tend to see it the worst. Now, Jimbo was talking because he's had blue tongue. I and have so blue tongue. He, he went to Nebraska and got that last year. I'm from year. royalty. But, you know, here you know, here in Kansas, I mean, we have been hit hard um, by chronic wasting disease and neighboring states like Nebraska and so on and so forth. Um, is there an end in sight? Is there anything that we can actually do to manage this? Or, uh, there is ways we can manage uh, chronic wasting disease, and uh, and the best is is to, to minimize any transport of, of animals or animal parts that, that may have the deer. And, and I think unwillingly, uh, hunters move uh, the disease around with you know legally killed animals, and that's why a lot of states that have it ask you if you shoot a deer in a CWD zone, you know. Don't move any of the the parts of the deer that, that contain the prions that carry the disease. You know, that's why you have to kind of cape out the head, take the antlers off. Uh, but uh, So anyway, not moving deer or deer parts is the best thing we can do to, to keep from spreading CWD. You bet. Now, on, on the deer hunting this fall in the various areas around the country, where do you see to be a couple of hot spots? Well, I think that uh, there's some bow seasons underway already, and, and one of the hot spots uh, is, man, the state of Kentucky. And, uh, and they really? have killed some giant deer already, and the season's barely come in. Um, Kentucky's really been climbing the last several years. Uh, a lot of older deer there, so some good access for hunting, and, uh, man, they are they are killing some nice deer hunters are really reaping the benefits of that program. Yeah, once again, we're talking with a Mr. Kip Adams. He's a wildlife biologist and QDMA's Director of Education and Outreach. Um, you know, we, we've heard that it's going to be a banner year for pheasants. The duck production is through the roof, setting record numbers. Um, is that same thing hold true for whitetails as a whole? Are they flourishing or not? In in some places, they are really flourishing. And, really? Uh, you can take a look at deer harvest over the last several years, and you know many places in the northeastern U.S. and in southeastern U.S., uh, hunters are shooting as many bucks today or pretty close to as many bucks as, as they ever have, just those bucks are a lot older. So very, very good thing. Uh, the Midwest is a bit of a different story. Deer harvests have really been declining in the Midwest over the past decade. So I think you have a lot of states uh, in uh, you know our heartland that are reducing some of their antlers harvest, trying to, to rebuild some of those herds a little bit. You know, they've had some terrible hemorrhagic disease years, uh, loss of habitat in a lot of areas. So a few different things impacting some of those deer herds. So uh, um, luckily, uh, lots of good deer managers uh, uh, taking care of that, addressing it through reduced uh, doe harvest and um Hopefully, we'll start seeing some of those really good uh, buck harvest years rebound real quickly. Yeah, now one of the places that Trav and I like to hunt is the Missouri Breaks up there in Montana. How's that uh, looking? Montana was hit super, super hard with hemorrhagic disease a few years ago, and it really decimated herds uh, in a few areas uh, along the Milk River being a perfect example. So uh, it is rebounding. That's a very good thing. So uh, I think... Uh, Montana, or much of the state anyway, is a much better place today than it was uh, in the last few years. All right. Once again, uh, that is Mr. Kip Adams you're listening to. He's a wildlife biologist and QDMA's Director of Education and Outreach. Now, let's talk about QDMA for a second. Uh, first of all, where can we find you guys online, and, and what does it cost, man, uh, to become a member? We are at QDMA.com. Uh, it's $30 a year. Oh, wow. Uh, that gets you six issues of our magazine and uh all of the educational materials uh, that we can provide uh, to help you have more fun in the woods and uh, maybe be a little more successful in the fall. Yeah, I think that's what, what people need to understand is that you guys are a tool to further educate those that are truly interested, avid, diehard 
uh, whitetail hunters. I, I, you're teaching us to be better stewards of our natural resources. I mean, I mean, that's your end goal, isn't it? Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, and we love to say, you know, that, that we measure success uh, with memories, uh, not necessarily inches of antler, but, uh, boy, inches of antler tend to increase when you do a little better job uh, from the stewardship side. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, how would you manage the wild burrows in Arizona? <laughs> I mean, what would you do about that? What is there, like 17, 1800 of them? Is that what yeah, you heard? Yeah, in an area about the size of Rhode Islanders. You can't you know. touch them, Kip. <laughs> I know. That's, boy, anything that uh, even looks or smells like a horse uh, has, uh, makes it very difficult for wildlife managers uh, to properly do their job. All right, so uh, one more time, where can we find you on Online, buddy. We are at QDMA.com. Right. That is Mr. Kip Adams, wildlife biologist and QDMA's director of education and outreach. Coming up next, we have got Mrs. Bunny. Mrs. Bunny, she is on deck. Big shout out to Outdoor Channel, also Remington and Nissan. How about QDMA? Here is a word from Mark. Mr. Kip, man, you're so awesome, buddy. We appreciate you. Hey, I appreciate it, guys. Good talking with you. Have a great day and good luck this year. Wolves, endangered Wisconsin wolf population booming. Despite their recent December federal relisting and hotly debated endangered status, recent surveys have Great Lakes wolves, specifically wolves in Wisconsin, nearing all-time record population numbers. The Wisconsin DNR reports an increase of 13% over the last year's survey numbers. Currently, some 746 to 771 animals. The Wisconsin DNR supports delisting the wolves federally as does the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, and plans to reinstate hunting as a management tool if and when that occurs. JimandTrav.com. It's where your wife goes to get away. Deep below the surface of the ocean, they lie in wait. One of the most dangerous predators of the open sea. Outdoor Channel presents Blue Water Savages. An oceanic bite you, it's game over. A new original series that will leave you breathless. To see so many sides of their personality is extremely rare. But that's what this show is about. Now, human behavior affects shark behavior. Blue Water Savages. All new series Saturdays at 2.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. If you're buying a new gun, be sure to stock up on Remington Gun Care products. Trusted by gun owners for over 100 years, they're proven to clean quickly and protect against even the worst causes of corrosion. Think about it. You're investing hundreds, maybe thousands in your firearm. Make sure it lasts. Make sure it functions flawlessly when you need it. Make sure you clean it with Remington. Look for the Remington name at any major sporting goods store. Hundreds of thousands of hunters pour into Colorado each year for dream hunts. Find out why and buy Colorado's biggest bucks and bulls today. 719-661-4037. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Time to put your big boy pants on. The revolution with Jim and Trav is back. Brought to you by Nissan. Here are the boys. Hey, we're back. If you're just joining us, you missed old Kip Adams. He's with QDMA. He knows a lot about white-tailed deer. He is a wildlife biologist and just an all-around nice guy. He is QDMA's director of education and outreach. He owns burrows. That, maybe that's relations with the public. That's then. it. Yeah, he does have relations with burrows. <laughs> All right, so Mrs. Bunny, you Not are Not really. 
He can pet a burrow. There's nothing oh. wrong with that. And hug you take it to the dark side. He likes to hug him. Uh, Mrs. Bunny, what are you going to talk about? Uh, wolves and Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Ooh. All right, these wolves, Mrs. Bunny and Miley Cyrus, they're all brought to you by Nissan. It's the Wild Game Rundown with Mrs. Bunny, and it's brought to you by Nissan. All right, take it away. What's up with Miley? You know, we love when people get involved in conservation and they want to take part. However, it's, yeah. it's on behalf of the people who don't really pay attention to conservation as a whole when things start to become a problem. Miley Cyrus, she's going to take her wrecking ball. Her tongue and hammer. Yep. <laughs> and her twerking. Yeah, and her twerking. Uh, British Columbia up in Canada, they are having a wolf cull. There, it's going on. Um, because of they're trying to save endangered caribou yeah. populations. Okay, so they decided they're going to cull some wolves. However, Miley Cyrus finds out, and she sent out a tweet or an Instagram or something, I don't know, to all of her 28-some million followers to sign anti-wolf petitions that are being pushed uh, in order to stop these. So, long story short, this coal, which could last as long as five years, began back in January, and they take helicopters out and they coal the population as wolves to try to uh, give the uh, mountain caribou a chance to recover. And they're not trying to decimate them. They just want to manage them. They took 84 wolves, which is less than half of the permitted um, number by the province. So it's not like they overdid it or anything. Yeah. They're just trying to give the caribou a, a way to recover a little bit. And so Miley Cyrus and a posse of people are out after them saying that um, uh, her quote was, when I first spoke out, I knew in my heart heart that the wolf coal was wrong but after this visit i know that science is on my side not just the wolf coal but also the trophy hunt issue is wrong both are unsustainable and both are horrific both have to end so as a whole she's calling out anybody who hunts and saying that uh, it's unsustainable it's horrific as all this stuff i think that i would encourage people to do a little bit more homework before they go talking about that but and, and sadly enough the the people who are in charge of this wolf coal you know they said who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, who's this Miley Cyrus? But, you know, a lot of misinformation is put out there on the behalf of, and it's going out to 28 million people in a, in a, in a um, world of pop culture. That's what people see, and they don't really always see the truth behind this stuff. So I put my hands up for saving the wolves. <laughs> <laughs> the Canadians blow them away. <laughs> That's Miley, what yeah. how many people do we have to get to sign a petition to get rid of her? No kidding. I right? mean, yeah. 28 million. <laughs> Miley, that lady, spooky. All right, so wolves. What else you got? Uh, moose. Hmm. Moose have been an issue in Michigan and Minnesota for a while. The, the especially Minnesota, the population has been dwindling. However, a moose population in Michigan's upper uh, or western upper peninsula appears to have dropped over the past two years, and there's reason for concern um, that the experts are saying. They say that the last um, biennial survey by the Department of Natural Resources produced an estimate of 323 moose in primary Michigan range. Oh wow! And if correct, that would be a decline of about 28 percent since. 28% since 2013. So um, because of uh, statistical uncertainty, they have to say that maybe the population has just stayed the same. But the likelier scenario is that there is a decline. The boroughs in Arizona. I think so. (laughs) They've migrated to the Upper Peninsula (laughs) of Michigan. They took a plane. They were with Miley. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, so moose are hurting, wolves might be hurting. So the moose are native to most of Michigan, but they largely disappeared by like the turn of the 20th century because of logging and hunting and disease produced by a parasite called the brainworm. Yeah. Our present day Western UP population um, is descended from 59 moose that were um, moved from Algonquin Provincial Park in Canada in the 80s. Um, officials hoped really that they would be able to reach, the population would be able to reach 1,000 and that they could allow sport hunting, but the numbers have fallen short and so they have not been able to do so yet so uh the 
Population in Michigan on the decline, as well as in Minnesota. Just a couple weeks ago, officials came out and said the latest count shows no sign that the state is reversing the puzzling decline that began a decade ago. They're not sure why they're declining. Uh-huh. An aerial survey by the Department of Natural Resources puts the number of moose in Minnesota at 3,400, down 20% from 2014. That's you think low. they're just, it's on a cycle, do you think? That's what I'm know. wondering. You know, you know? it yeah. gets up to, to so much. You know, they're browsers and, and so forth. If you've ever been in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, it's like one big bush. Yeah. You know, they got a, a lot. But the thing is, they now have wolves up there. Yeah. yeah. They migrated from from the, the Rocky Mountain states exactly. into the Upper Peninsula. So I'm I'm thinking that they're having lunch. Miley Cyrus should go there and save the moose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you right? look at moose just look sad. The, the, why the long face? The long face. <laughs> I did that for you. I set you up. That was intentional. All right. One what's one more thing? We got time for one one other animal. Um, on another front this week, or last week, the greater sage grouse yeah, was... Yeah, um, delisted. Yeah, they, well, no, not delisted. They just re- they just decided that they did not require protection from the Endangered Species okay, Act. Yeah. So they live in um, 11 western states, about two, 165 million acres across the western 11 western United States. Uh, the uh, sage grouse population kind of serves as a pulse for the ecosystem. And so uh, if they're not doing well, they kind of think that uh, game wild game as a whole isn't going to be able to thrive in that area. Um, but because of an unprecedented large-scale effort to preserve the species, um, they've reduced threats to sage grouse across 90% of its breeding habitat. And because of the p- current population status and good prospects for the future, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service determined that the species is not at risk of extinction now or in the near future. Good! They've so, come back. To an extent. So a lot of it is boots on the ground, um, small efforts all put together, uh, farmers and ranchers and um, conservationists all going out there and working for for the um, protection and for the betterment of the habitat on a long-term basis. Uh, you may not see results right away, obviously, but um, long-term, they're hoping that their conservation efforts now will help sustain future populations. Yeah, actually, the prime habitat for those uh, those creatures uh, is wind farm areas. <laughs> yeah, yes, definitely. Yeah. All right, so America's Wild Game, an unforeseeable future. Obviously, they have a great future. Uh, is what we're talking about on today's show. Coming up next, he's coming out swinging. Mr. Matt Hughes, he's the host of Uncaged with Matt Hughes. It airs on Sportsman Channel, Saturdays, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Also, Sundays, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. He's going to punch old uh, Verizon Fios in the face. Make sure you also, when you tweet about it, at Verizon Fios using the hashtag uh, KeepSportsman. Also, visit KeepSportsman.com. Matt Hughes is coming up next. Mrs. Bunny. Thank you very much. We applaud you and the moose. Let's talk about noose and species. <laughs> Let's talk about burros. <laughs> Salvage from the editing room floor. Here's a revolution. Outtake. Rewind the tape. You think about it. I want to walk into Starbucks, ask me, what coffee grounds is best for giving myself an enema? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be an awkward conversation. Well, I've got a couple ideas for you. <laughs> you guys are sick. I want something smooth and mild. <laughs> like a tropical breeze. <laughs> This has been a revolution outtake. More Jim and Trav coming up in seconds. 
Looking for the ultimate cooking machine for your backyard or patio? Look no further than Camp Chef's new pellet grill and smoker. With user-friendly features like an auto-ignition, digital readouts, and internal meat temperature sensors, it's easy to smoke the tastiest salmon, ribs, brisket, and turkey you'll ever eat. And an innovative system makes cleanup a snap. Everyone will want the food you're cooking on your Camp Chef pellet grill and smoker. The quality smoker that's second to none. Find out more at CampChef.com. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. Located in the heart of Maui's premier resort, Kanapali Beach Hotel is officially recognized as Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel and the number one best value in Hawaii. With a range of accommodations and affordable dining options, this is the ideal setting to turn Hawaiian dreams into lifelong memories. Live Hawaiian entertainment every evening, free year-round children's programs, weekly arts and crafts fairs, welcome breakfast, and departure kukui lei ceremonies add to the value. Swim in the whale-shaped pool, indulge in the fabulous spa and hotel salon, enjoy Hawaiian hospitality at its best at the Ka'anapali Beach Hotel. Call 800-262-8450 or go to kbhmaui.com. That's kbhmaui.com. Aloha. One time Travis got really drunk and punched a Sasquatch in the head. Yeah, I don't think that really happened. Now, back to the revolution with Jim and Trav. Presented to you by Outdoor Channel. Hey, you're back in the air with Jim and Trav. Phone lines are open at 785-846-7647. You know, Trav, before the break, we heard from Miss Bunny. She talked about wolves and stuff. This is America's Wild Game and unforeseeable future on today's show. Da-da-da! <laughs> Just out being joined by the nine-time world champion welterweight. That's yeah, UFC. No, nobody bigger wants to fight him. Mr. Matt Hughes, dude, we salute you. Make sure you watch Uncaged with Matt Hughes. That airs uh, Saturdays, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, and Sundays, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. Mr. Matt, how's it going, buddy? Doing good. How are you guys doing? Dude, we're doing pretty good. Now, question here. If you could fight Tony from Scarface, old Al Pacino's character, or the Terminator, who would you fight? Hello to my little friend. Tony. I'd fight Tony. <laughs> yeah. uh, I would get. I would fight Tony first, because that way I think I can get an easy win. And then, uh, then maybe watch the Terminator, whoever he fights first, and, and get any uh, get any info on him. Everybody has tendencies and everybody has weaknesses. You just have to exploit them. I think you have already found my weakness. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I, have a, I have a tendency to be weak. <laughs> All right, so real quick, man, talking about idiots and, and beating people up. Uh, this whole crap with uh, Verizon Fios. What the heck's with that? Why did they drop Sportsman? You know, I, I do not know. I don't know why they did it, because uh, Sportsman sent them an offer that would have been less than last year. So, and you know, in, in, in the economy today, nobody does that. Yeah. But they were having problems, so they wanted to, they wanted to just get over it. And and keep sportsmen on on there, but uh, they said no. Verizon said no, so I have no idea. And and they kept Al Jazeera on. <laughs> what the heck is that all about? I don't know because they've obviously got they've got some shows, uh, you know, some networks that could go off there, and they they chose sportsmen. Makes no sense to me whatsoever. You know, I'm a guy who was born and raised in the country and uh, on a farm, and um, I enjoy watching that on TV. You know, the country life somewhat, and they. 
they take in one of the one of the greater shows off that shows a lot of that hunting and fishing. Yeah, and what you don't want to do is upset Matt Hughes. That's you right. Just, it's not right. a smart thing. <laughs> We're to about do. to turn him loose on Verizon. Now, we if we get on Twitter, what is the hashtag that we have to use on Twitter, man, uh, to support sportsmen? Uh, you can go to Keeping Sportsmen. Yeah, and you can go to a, you can go to a website www.keepsportsmen.com, or if you feel great, I would like everybody to call one eight hundred seven one zero. 1922 is the call in to, to call them and complain about dropping sportsmen. That's right. Once again, that is 1-800-710-1922. Say you heard uh, Mr. Matt Hughes talking about it. That's and right. And he says he's going to come over and beat you up. He's going to beat you up. He's going to break <laughs> some kneecaps is what Matt's going to do. That's right. You know, I understand when you're you're actually working out for your for your bouts when you did, you used to tear tractors apart. <laughs> And they were all cases. <laughs> that there'd be a, a little bit of truth to that. I worked out with with some tractor tires and this and that to to get some resistance training out there. But uh, there, there's a little bit of truth in what you just said. <laughs> there right, you go. So let's talk about hunting for a second, man. Uh, now we, he has a program called Uncaged, right? Yeah, Uncaged with Matt Hughes. It airs uh, Saturdays 9 a.m. Eastern time, Sundays 1 p.m. Eastern time on a uh, Sportsman Channel. Make and that's sure not you, nearly uh, enough. You make sure you watch it. All right. So you said you're going all over here uh, locally, the United States uh, this fall, but also you're taking off mid-October to go to Africa, man. What all animals are you going to be pursuing? It'll be Plains game, uh, you know, which could be a kudu or, or, or whatever Plains game is. And um, looking at doing some uh, dangerous game, uh, Cape Buffalo. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe a hippo as well. Hippo. People don't realize it, but hippo is very dangerous over in Alaska or Africa. It's very, very territorial. So nobody goes into a place where hippos are because they kill so many people over there. Yeah. Now, you were raised in the Midwest and, of course, uh, in Illinois. Now, that Pike County, that's been written about so much. Is it as good as what they say? You know, I, I've never hunted Pike County. I'm an hour uh, and a half from there, maybe, maybe two hours. And if I'm going to hunt that close to my house, I'm just going to hunt my property. So, you know, I hear they've got huge deer over there. Of course, I've seen them posted like everybody else has. We don't have, we have the same vegetation they have in the same environment. We don't have the the ground set aside that they do. They've got some uh, small mountains over there, some cliffs, some rock faces that can't be farmed. So they have a, a lot of natural habitat for those deer and that lets them grow up uh, quite big. Now, you're you're right there in that Mississippi flyway, right? Uh, do you ever get a chance yeah. to go out and do any waterfall hunting? I, I do do a little bit of waterfall hunting, but, uh, you know, I, I, I specialize on big game. Probably my favorite thing to hunt is the quail around here. Oh, really? I, I love eating the quail. I mean, it's got great food. Yeah. Now, obviously, at nine-time world champion, man, UFC uh, welterweight, you had to work your butt off. That's just not something that was given to you. Uh, does the same thing apply for hunting if you want to be successful? How much hard work and effort do you have to put into your hunts, man, uh, to reap the benefits? It, 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 does it just come naturally to you? Like you have a lot of I, luck or what? I wouldn't say it comes natural. Um, but, yes, I mean, it takes a lot of time to get that. You want to get be as confident when you can with your gun. And my number one thing when I go someplace is I don't guide the guy. Mm. I don't want to, I, that guy's going to show me what to do. He knows the land better. He knows that species better. So I listen to him. I pay attention to what he's saying. I don't guide the guy. And I make sure I'm very confident 
with my tool. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Matt Hughes, and of course, he has a program called Uncaged with Matt Hughes. It's uh, here Saturday at uh, 9 o'clock uh, in the morning, Eastern Time, and Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. That is on Sportsman Channel. Big shout That's out to right. Sportsman Channel, also Outdoor Channel, Remington, Nissan, and Cabela's. Got to get to a break. Close is next. Here is a word from Mark, Mr. Matt Man. You're so cool, buddy. God bless you, and thanks for calling in. <laughs> you guys have a good day. sheep. The continuous spread of pneumonia within a herd of bighorn sheep in Montana has reached a point in which Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks see no alternative but to eliminate the entire herd. The recommended management plan calls for the removal of an estimated 40 animals in the Tendoy Mountain Herd. Previous efforts, which included multiple reintroductions of healthy animals to the existing herd, have only resulted in the spread of the disease to the new animals. The plan calls for public hunting as the primary management tool. Any remaining animals will be killed by department officials. And once the diseased herd is removed, a healthy population will be introduced. JimandTrav.com. It's better than Disneyland. If you're like us, you love the outdoors. It's that special place where you can forget the day-to-day and just unwind. It's your sanctuary, your heaven on earth. We're in the same boat, which is why we built just the vehicle to take you there. The 2015 Nissan Titan. It's our biggest, baddest, most capable pickup truck that sports a beefy 317 horsepower from a massive V8 engine, complete with a one-ton payload and up to a hardcore 9,500 pounds of towing capability, giving you more than enough power to get your boat out of the driveway and into the lake. See you out on the water. Nissan. Innovation that excites. Available features. See Nissan Towing Guide and Owner's Manual for proper use. Cargo and load capacity limited by weight and distribution. Always secure all cargo. We specialize in people that are sick. Would you mind telling me just when you two caballeros contemplate leaving? Thanks for joining us this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trev. Besides all of our guests today, we want to thank our 437 affiliate stations, your advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible. Like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, our producer Mark Paneri, and Frank the Sound Guy. We should probably mention them, though. Jared Wickland, Kip Adams, Matt Hughes, and Mrs. Bunny. Been wonderful. Also, we hate the people at uh, Verizon Fios. Uh, make sure you tweet about them. Uh, tweet at Verizon Fios using the hashtag Keep Sportsman. Uh, that's what we got to do. Also, go to KeepSportsman.com. Yeah, and give a call at 800-710-1922. All right, that's what you got to do. Local news weather is coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Jimbo and I, we love you guys very much. Yeah, let's go get the burrows. We're hugging you right now oh. from atop of our burrow. All right, so <laughs> make sure you take some kids outdoors this weekend and let them pet a burrow. That's what you got to do. All righty, God bless. We will return next week. Right after this. No, like next week. I got to go. Peace out. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.